So I think in part, this kind of feeling that we're having collectively at the moment of feeling quite stuck and stagnant is in part because we are overwhelmed with the amount of choice that we have. Now, I'm not saying that choice is a bad thing. Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate this crazy little thing called life. My name is Emily Chadbourne, and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, Unashamedly Human with Emily Chadbourne. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this global community, and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram too, Unashamedly Emily, and enjoy this episode. Dear M, I'm feeling very stuck in my life right now. I'm 38, I'm single, I'm in a job that I like but I don't love and I feel like life is passing me by. Do you have any advice? So one of the main reasons that women come and join the Unashamedly Human Hub is because they are feeling stuck in some area of their life. It may very well be that they are feeling stuck in their career like they're just kind of going around in circles or they're not really inspired or challenged in their work environment. They may be in business for themselves. I probably have like a 60-40 split between women who come to the hub who are either operating in their own business or have a side hustle and then 40% who are in careers. And they are feeling like they don't know how to break through the ceiling into the next financial goal or the next business experience that they want for themselves so the next layer of time freedom and financial freedom they feel like they're going around in circles some women come to the hub because their health is beginning to get them down and they want to see an improvement in the way that they treat their body or some ailment that they would like to have support around their mindset for coping with and then some women come because they're financially stuck, they're stuck in relationships that aren't exciting them anymore, or they feel like they're looking for a relationship, or they're stuck with some family stuff that's going on. They know they're not very good at asserting boundaries. They're beginning to feel quite resentful to the people around them. They've forgotten to put themselves first. I have a lot of mothers who come because they realize that they've lost themselves to motherhood and they'd like to find themselves again. So women come to the hub for all sorts of reasons. But the theme that runs across all of those reasons is that they're feeling stuck and stagnant somewhere in their life. So this question is my jam. Like, this is the reason I am here. This is the reason I created the hub. So thank you, dear listener, for writing in, emailing him. Do we write anymore? Is that a thing? I mean, I love a pen and paper me, but I'm not so sure it's going to be around for that much longer. Anyway, thank you for emailing infoemilychabon.com with this question because it's going to be a joy to answer it. So I want to have a look. I'm going to break this down in three different ways. We're going to start with what. What does being stuck mean in this particular context? Then we're going to look at why, what's going on that has you in this feeling of being stuck. And then we're going to look at some hows. And I want to give you some action steps to take to take you from where you are to where it is that you want to be. So let's start with the what. What does stuck even really mean? So I think as human beings in this particular time and space and age that we live in, we have got more opportunity than we have ever experienced in this section of humanity. Like I can't talk for 
the various ages that went before us. I can only talk for what I'm experiencing and what I know right now. But what I do know to be true is that only a few generations ago, our entire purpose was just to survive and get through it. We didn't have these amazing career opportunities, especially as women, and I know we're still fighting for our rights and we're nowhere near where we need to be in terms of equal rights across gender, across race, across sexuality. I know we've got a fight still to be fighting, but I do think we need to acknowledge that right now, as women, we have more choice than we've ever had and we have more opportunity we have so much more outside influence. Like it used to be that you were born into your family. You probably married your neighbor or the baker's son and that was your career move. And then you stayed living in the same town or village, maybe a street away from your parents or, you know, and and then you just had children and that was your lot. And if you married well and you were lucky and no one died of diphtheria or typhoid or, you know, what's that other one? What's that one? Anyway, not that it really matters. Cholera. That's the one I'm looking for. Uh, Come on, Emily, know your diseases. You know, and if no one died of that, then, you know, you were lucky. And, you know, massive tick, well done. You managed to live a good life. And of course, in today's society, it's so, so different. And I'm not talking like that long ago. It feels like eons ago to us because we can only ever live through our generational experience. But we're talking like a hundred years ago that that was the case and so in today's society we have so many more opportunities and we also have so much more exposure to other people living their opportunities now I'm not saying this is a bad thing I'm not saying we should all go back to the days where we were dying of cholera but what I am saying is that we need to understand that our collective psyche as as a humanity is kind of just catching up with this idea that although we can do anything that we want in, you know, I know a lot of people will feel like they're trapped by their current circumstances at the moment. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a minute as well. But we have so much more opportunity than we've ever been afforded before. We haven't quite caught up with the fact that we don't have to do all of them. We don't have to be the CEO. We don't have to travel the world. We don't have to be a Kardashian. We don't have to make loads of money if we don't want to. We don't have to have a family. We don't have to get married. We don't have to have an Instagram profile. We don't have to have all of the things that are being thrown at us. And we are being told through marketing, through consumerism, through Instagram, through Facebook, through Snapchat, through Twitter, we're constantly being bombarded with this is the standard that you should be aiming for and this is what is going to make you happy. If you wear these jeans, if you're this size in clothing, if you've got no more than three smile lines on your face, if you've got this adorable baby, if you've got this handsome husband, if you're on this blimmin' wellness trend, then you can be happy. So we have got more choice around us than we've ever had before. And I think we're only just learning now, just at the cusp of learning, that we don't have to do all of that. And actually, that doesn't necessarily equate to happiness. Success and happiness are two very, very different things. So I think I just wanted to start with that opener, like bear in mind that we are in a very unique time in humanity where we are just learning that we can say no and that what is being presented to us does not necessarily mean that we are going to be happy. We, we often think that choice is the opposite of stuck, 
But actually, I think the two go hand in hand. I think when we have so much choice, we can feel really stuck because we feel really indecisive. We feel really overwhelmed. We feel like, am I going to get it wrong? It's like I went with my niece and nephew to the ice cream shop the last time we were on a family holiday, which was about two years ago now. Thanks, COVID, you asshole. But we were in France and we went to this beautiful, gorgeous ice cream shop and I told them they could have any flavor that they wanted. And there were so many flavors there that the decision became really hard for them. Now, if I'd taken them to a shop and I'd been like, here's vanilla, here's chocolate and here's strawberry, right? This is what I've got in my freezer at home. Here's chocolate, ice cream, strawberry, ice cream or vanilla ice cream. Which one do you want? They'd have both gone chocolate, please. But present them to like 30 different ice cream flavors. My God, we were in there for ages. <laughs> because like you don't want to get it wrong, right? It's like when I go and get my nails done and I go, I'm going to get pink nails today. And then I walk in and there's like 55 different shades of fucking pink. And I'm like, I don't know which pink. But if you said to me, do you want blue or pink nails? I just go pink nails. So I think in part, this kind of feeling that we're having collectively at the moment of feeling quite stuck and stagnant is in part because we are overwhelmed with the amount of choice that we have. Now, I'm not saying that choice is a bad thing. What I am saying is that we are only just getting used to saying, actually, just because you're doing that doesn't mean I have to do that. Hashtag thank you, COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it should be a hashtag. Thank you, COVID, you are so. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Naomi, it's like trying to choose one movie on Netflix. Oh, my God. How many hours of your life do you think that you have spent scrolling through what you could watch on Netflix instead of actually watching something on Netflix? And this is what we're doing through life. We're scrolling through life. We're scrolling through Instagram. We're scrolling through somebody else's public profile. And we're looking at all of the things that we could do, the jobs that we could take, the relationships that we could be in, the children that we could be having, the destinations we could be traveling to. And we're not actually selecting any of them because I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to spend the next two hours of my evening watching a shit movie. I don't want to spend the rest of my life doing a shit job. I don't want to spend the rest of my life in a relationship that doesn't excite me. I don't want to go on holiday to the wrong destination. And so we sit in this thing which we call analysis paralysis. We sit there wondering instead of actually executing. The other thing that I think we see quite often when it comes to feeling stuck is that we feel that we're really limited by our current circumstances. And the stories that we tell ourselves tend to reinforce that. So what I mean by this is when I was waiting tables for 20 bucks an hour, 34 year old waitress, and I was so heavily in debt and people kept saying to me, well, what else is it that you want to do with your life? And again, it's like scrolling through Netflix. Here I am. I've got like infinite possibilities in front of me, right? I am white. I am English speaking. I am able-bodied. I am the, one of the most privileged, you could only, the only more privileged person in the world, apart from me, would be me as a male, right? I'm very aware of my privilege. I have all of these options in front of me and I couldn't tell you what I wanted to do for shit. I felt completely overwhelmed. I felt like I didn't know. I, and I felt like anything that I wanted to do, any step that I wanted to take involved a financial risk. It involved a time risk. It involved a failure risk. And so I didn't do any of them. I kept waiting tables. And whenever anyone suggested something else, I found a reason that I couldn't do it. I couldn't afford it. I didn't have the time to do that. What if it doesn't work out for me? What if I try and I don't like it? What if I fail? And that fear of failure, that fear of fucking it up, that fear of not getting it right, that fear of spending, on mo spending money on a course and then 
not passing it or not doing good enough or not enjoying it or heaven forbid never earning that money back again because I was in such a scarcity mindset I thought that any money that I spent I would never get back again right it's like I was trying to clutch everything close to me because I just felt so worried about money and and so scarcity that's the only word I can use to describe it It was such a scarcity mindset and scarcity energy and of course scarcity breeds scarcity and so here I am like just feeling like I had no other place to go I could see all these choices in front of me and I felt like none of them was actually available to me because of the current circumstances that I was in and what I didn't understand was while I continued to live inside the boundaries of my current circumstances I would continue to be inside those boundaries of my current circumstances and it wasn't until I decided to direct my resources my money my energy and my time so the acronym for that is MET money energy time like How are you having your needs met by the resources that you have available to you? And all I was doing, any money that came to me fell away from me. I was pissing it up against the wall. I was buying shit I didn't need from Kmart. I had subscriptions to things I never used. I was going out for dinners I couldn't really afford. I was scraping through week to week. And yet somehow any money that I did have, I was just looking for instant gratification from. And so it wasn't until I directed that resource of money away from external validation of self and poured that money into me, it wasn't until I decided to pick up some extra shifts. It wasn't until I decided to call my credit card company and actually have a conversation about how to manage my debt with them. It wasn't until I took full fucking responsibility for that resource of money that I began to recognize that I could change my current circumstances and my current circumstances weren't trapping me. The story I was telling myself about my current circumstances was the thing that was trapping me. And so I shifted that and then everything started changing. I invested in a coaching course, not because I wanted to become a coach at the time, but because I wanted to learn how to unfuck myself, right? Because I was, I felt so fucked up in my head. I felt so depressed. I felt so anxious. I felt so much like a victim. I had so much emotional trauma that I was carrying around that I was trying not to deal with and I didn't know a single thing about manifestation I just thought that like some people got lucky and some people didn't I didn't realize I could co-create with the universe to make my own world the way that I wanted to make it and it wasn't until I invested money in that that I began to then recognize that wow now I've invested money there I now have the ability to earn way more money than I ever thought was humanly possible but while I was looking at my current bank account going that's all the money that I have Therefore, right now, that's all the money I've ever got to play with. This is my financial status now forever, which is how it felt. While I was in that mindset, I just continued manifesting the same results. Same goes with energy. Like, where are you directing your energy? And when I'm talking about energy, I mean, like, who are you hanging out with? What conversations are you having? What's your crew like? What's your community like? Now, you don't have to start picking up the phone and being like, hey, guess what, Sharon? I know we've been friends since we were four, but fuck off. I don't want to be friends with you anymore because your energy is shit. Like, I'm not saying you need to start going and like kicking people out of your life. But whoever you hang around with the most, you will become their energy. Like you are the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most. That's in terms of your finances. That will be in terms of your health. That will be in terms of your mindset. It will be in terms of your energy levels. So be careful about who you are hanging out with on a regular, consistent basis. And again, like one of the very simple things that I started doing was spending my energy with people who were getting the results that I wanted to be getting in my life. 
So instead of going into work where I was surrounded by other people who were not financially abundant, other people who were bitching about the workplace, other people who were discontent and unhappy with their lives, instead of going into work and engaging energetically with them on a consistent, constant basis, going out, getting drunk with them, bitching about management with them, bitching about the kitchen with them, bitching about each other with them. Instead of doing that, when I finished the shift, I just came home and I listened to a podcast. I watched someone's video. I hung out with people like Tony Robbins and Marie Folio and Oprah and Brene Brown. Do I know these people in person? Not yet. But that doesn't mean I can't be in their energy. Then I started buying their courses. I started doing everything that I could, reading their books, consuming their content. I started spending my energy with people who were getting the results that I wanted in my life. Would you like daily text messages of support, positivity and love sent personally from me straight to your phone? Then sign up for Wake Up With Em. It's the affirmation service you didn't know you needed. The first month is free if you follow the link in the show notes. Good morning. You're awesome. And then the last one is time. I never had any time. I was really busy. I was working a 40-hour work week, waiting tables. I wasn't busy, but I was just spending so much of my time scrolling on Netflix, so much of my time comparing myself to other people on Instagram, so much of my time bitching about other people and generally self-sabotaging myself to prove the story that I had in my head right. And the story that I had in my head was, I'm a worthless piece of shit. I'm never going to go anywhere. Everybody else has all the luck apart from me. It's easier for everybody else because... And then I just reinforced that story in my head through the action that I took. Because whatever story you've got playing in your head, you will become. Whatever you are manifesting is a thought or a story or an energetic vibrational frequency that you are holding. And in the hub, I teach you how to locate those and change them. Because the moment that you shift the frequency, your external manifestation will change. But while you're just trying to change your external reality, whether that be your relationship, whether that be your career, your business, your finances, your health, unless you are shifting the energetic inside of you, it's never going to stick. So how are you having your needs met? And are you feeling stuck because of your current circumstances? Because your current circumstances will change the moment that you redirect your resources, your money, your energy, and your time internally instead of externally. Now, if you're a people pleaser, you're probably pretty low on energy because you're spending all of your time making other people feel better instead of you. Or if you are suffering from imposter syndrome, you're probably pretty low on energy because you're spending all of your time worrying about what other people think of you, waiting for the other shoe to drop, waiting to be found out. Again, all of these things we learn how to manage inside the Unashamedly Human Hub. The other thing I want to say really quickly about what does it mean to be stuck is I'm a massive believer that, or my current working hypothesis is that I am a spiritual creature having a human experience. And so I believe I have a soul as it stands at the moment, with the information that I currently have, with my lived experience and with my observation and with the people that I hang around with, the stories that I hear, what I understand to be true at this particular moment in time, I always, always allow myself to learn and grow. And that means unlearning what I currently know. So my current working hypothesis is that I am a soul having a human experience. And what I know to be true is that my soul is expansive it is part of the infinite energy of the universe, and therefore it doesn't understand the limitations that my human egoic mind has. 
So when I feel stuck, often what is happening is that my soul is calling for me to do something different. It's calling for me to play a bigger game, to manifest more money, to make a bigger impact, to love a little bit harder, to open myself a little bit more vulnerably. And my ego is going, well, that seems fucking petrifying. And my ego, which only wants me to stay the same, the human part of me does not care for my happiness. The human part of me only cares for my safety. And it equates safety with familiar. And so it would like me to stay exactly where I am, thank you very much. And so it will throw into the ring all of these very elegant, very, very clever excuses as to why I should not grow, as to why what I have should be enough. Uh, Maybe it's, uh, you know, you're too old to make that much change, Emily, or you know, you're earning a lot of money, Emily, that should be enough for you. Or any more than that is greedy, Emily. Like my ego is very good at convincing me to stay where I am. But my soul, on the other hand, is like, we want to expand. We're here for the best, biggest, most vibrant experience. Like we chose you, Emily Chadbourne, as the human vessel to come and have this party in. And right now, you're trying to tell yourself that what you have should be enough, that you don't need any more than this. It's greedy to ask for more. Like, no, like, come on. We've got the opportunity. Like I said earlier, I'm really privileged. There's nothing wrong with privilege as long as you don't waste it. As long as you are doing something to make the world a better place with it. As long as you are helping out those people who are not as privileged as you. Privilege is a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's how we're going to change the world. But that's not going to happen while my ego is telling me to play safe and to play small and that what I have should be enough. So this is what being stuck is. And if you resonate with that and you're watching this live with me, throw in the love hearts, throw in some comments. I want to know what you think. I want to know what resonates. And if you're watching this on the replay through my free Facebook group, Unashamedly Human with Emily Chabourne, comment anyway, because I always come back and reply. All right. So now we're going to move on to why all the love hearts coming in. Awesome. So that really resonates. Great. Fear of looking like an idiot. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. So you're keeping yourself stuck because your ego is saying you don't want to look like a knob. Heaven forbid that bitchy Julie from Three Doors Down, who you actually don't really like very much, sees an Instagram reel that you do for your business and judges you for it. Here's the thing. Bitchy Julie from Three Doors Down, who you don't like very much, she's judging you anyway. Whether you are doing the Instagram reel for your business whether you're not doing the Instagram reel for your business, whether you are earning quarter of a million dollars a year, half a million dollars a year, four million dollars a year, or five grand a year, bitchy Julie from three doors down the road who you don't like very much, judging you anyway. So you may as well just let her judge you. Judgy Julie, yes, (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah, judgy Julie. Like she's judging you anyway. The most important person, or rather the most important opinion of you is your opinion of you every time. It's more important than your parents' opinion of you. It's more important than your husband's opinion of you, than your wife's opinion of you, of your kid's opinion of you. And it's certainly more important than Julie's opinion of you. And on your deathbed, to make it sound pretty fucking morbid, on your deathbed, you are not going to be going, oh, do you know what? Thank God, I got through 84 years and and, and, and judgy Julie You know, she never openly said anything to my face. I never did anything to, you know, provoke the judgment from Julie. You're not going to be saying that. You're going to be like, fuck, all those things I could have done, all those places I could have gone, all those experiences I could have brought if 
I hadn't given a shit about what fucking Julie down the road thought. So do the Instagram reel and know that you are going to be judged by Julie, but know that Julie's only judging herself because Julie's projection onto you is her own fear. It's her own inadequacy. It's her own worry. It's her own doubt. It's her own insecurity. And that's none of your business at all. Julie's opinion of you is not your business in any way, shape or form. And nine times out of 10, it's not even anything to do with you. All right. So why? Why do we get so stuck? So I want to look at this sort of environmentally. So there's the external environment. What I mean by this is, who are you hanging around with? So again, this goes back to the acronym MET. So your money, your energy, and your time. How are those three things being spent? How are you directing those energies? If you are hanging around with a group of people who are not achieving what it is that you want to achieve, let's actually, we'll take Julie as a perfect example, right? So let's say that you are taking action dependent on what you think Julie may or may not think of you. Now let's have a quick look at Julie. Let's say that Julie is working a job for $75,000 a year. She doesn't love it. She doesn't hate it. It's just a job. She potentially is married. She's potentially got a couple of kids. She probably isn't very self-aware because I'm telling you now, self-aware people If they judge other people, that it's not about other people. They're like, oh my God, I judged that person. What's going on with me? They're very quick to turn it around. So if judgy Julie is really judging you, she's not a particularly self-aware person, which means that she is probably going through life fearing lots of judgment from other people, which is why she's judging of other people, right? So we've got Julie. She's earning a pretty bog standard, mediocre wage of 75 grand a year. She's married, she's got a couple of kids, she's not particularly self-aware. You, your soul, is calling, if you're listening to this podcast, likelihood is that your soul is calling for adventure, it's calling for love, it's calling for expansion, it's calling for connection, it's calling for belonging, and it's calling for abundance. That's why you're listening to this podcast, because you want those things. You want to be financially free, you want to be loved, you want to be held, you want to be understood, you want to be accepted, you want to be part of the collective. That's why you're here, right? So, These are the things that you want. And these are the things that Julie does not have. And so when I talk about your external environment, you need to be asking yourself, do I hang around with, whether it be virtually, whether it be energetically, whether it be physically, do I hang around with people who have got what it is that I want? And if not, where can I find those people? Because while I am taking action or not taking action based on what Julie thinks, what my dad thinks, what my sisters think, what my auntie thinks what my, you know, whatever friend from Pilates thinks, I'm not actually going to get to where it is that I want to go because I will always be in reaction to their energy instead of holding my own vibrational frequency. So in the hub, I teach something that's called the Queendom model, which helps you understand who your trusted advisors should be. And often we see our trusted advisors as people that we love the most. I really love that person. Therefore, their opinion of me is very important because when I attach to them and when they attach to me, I feel safe. But here's the thing. That's not how love works. And it's certainly not how manifestation works. One of the people that I arguably love the most in my entire life is my dad. Old Roger. Bloody legend. 
Massive beard, smokes a pipe, father of three daughters, I'm the youngest one. You can imagine what my childhood was like. I love the man, but I'm not going to go and ask him for dating advice. I'm, I don't ask him for much advice at all, if I'm honest, because he does not live the life that I want to live. He's a deeply religious man, and I'm not at all religious. I would call him religious and, and not massively spiritual, and I would call myself very spiritual and not at all religious. He has completely different morals. He has a completely different outlook on life. He doesn't want the financial abundance that I want. He doesn't want to make the global impact I want to make. He doesn't want the type of relationship I want to have. Why would I go for him to him for advice? I don't. And so nor do I look to him as my goalpost for, am I doing this right? Am I accepted? Am I enough? Am I loved? He's my dad. And I cannot live my life looking to him for acceptance and live the life that I want to live. I just can't. I love him to bits. He's not one of my trusted advisors. He's just not. Because he's not creating the results in his life that I want in my own. And that's what I mean about, like, why are you feeling stuck? Look at your environment externally. Who are you hanging around with? Who are you having conversations with? Where are your expansive conversations? Where are your conversations with people who genuinely, honestly believe that anything is possible and who are manifesting fucking amazing things day in, day out for themselves? Where are the conversations where people are like, yeah, of course you can do that. If you want to do it, give it a go. If it works, awesome. If it doesn't work, who gives a fuck? We're not judging you. We don't care. We love you anyway. Where are those people in your life? And if they're not in your life right now, you need to go and you need to find that community. And I'll be honest, I pay for those communities because I'll tell you this for free, the people who live that type of mindset and live that type of lifestyle understand that money is part of the energetic exchange. That's how we create abundance. We create more abundance in our lives by paying the way with money. That's how it works. You don't create abundance by holding on to money. You create abundance by paying to be in the energy of other people who are creating abundance. That's why I paid $20,000 for my last coach for a six-month coaching program with her. Like, someone was like, well, how much is that an hour? I'm like, that's not the point. That's not how it works. You just, you continue to level up and you continue to raise the standard. You continue to raise the bar. So the people that I hang around with, that I have these conversations with, where anything is possible, where making $100,000 a day is not ridiculous, those people, I pay to be in conversations with them. I pay to be in their masterminds. I pay to be in the circle with them. I pay to be in the coaching programs with them. And it's one of the main reasons that people come and join the hub because they are looking for that energy. They're looking for that possibility. They're looking for that environment where they can jump into the hub community and they can be like, hey, I manifested a jet ski today. And someone's like, yeah, nice. That's awesome. Well done. Or hey, I got a 21,000 pay rise yesterday and I didn't even ask for it. Nice one. Well done. Like, of course you can have those things. It's not like, oh my God, how did that happen? It's like, yeah, of course. And when you live in that energy of potential, when you connect to that on a constant and consistent basis and you have a group of people around you, that doesn't mean you stop speaking to your dad. doesn't mean that Julie down the road is no longer going to be in your life. These people are still there and you still have love and compassion for them. Of course. In fact, your relationship with them will probably get much better because you begin to realize that your worth is not dependent on them. Your worth is dependent on you, which means that you no longer have to depend on them for reassurance in the same way, which means that you have much cleaner energy with them. It's less fraught. It's less fragmented. It's less clingy. 
I, I have a way better relationship with my dad now because I know boundaries. I know the boundaries in which I need to operate in in order to love him the best. And I am so solid in them. Didn't even have to have a conversation with him about it. I just did it energetically. And now I have the best relationship with him that I've ever had because I have learned my own value. Because my external environment, where I choose to place my energy, the people I choose to hang out with, are holding me to that higher standard, if that makes sense. If, like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews, and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Friday emails. They're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! The other thing I wanted to say about environment is that there's also then the internal environment. So this is about like, how are you challenging your stories, your self-doubt, your limiting beliefs? Where's your self-esteem at? And what work are you doing in order to raise that vibrational frequency and to transmute through the pain and the trauma that you are currently carrying around, which is telling you that you're not good enough, you don't have the money, now's not the time, nothing's that easy, it should be really hard, what if you get it wrong, what if you fuck it up, what if Julie judges you, like, where are you doing that work? Where are you doing that internal work? You know, business is 90% mindset. Your career path is 90% mindset. Having a good relationship is 90% not mindset. Like, are you doing that inner work? And if you're not, I guarantee you it will be showing in your external, external experience. It will be showing in your capacity to manifest wealth, your capacity to manifest opportunity, your capacity to manifest connection and love and belonging. If you are not doing the internal work, if you do not know how to locate your stories, how to shift through your paradigms, how to change your energetic frequency, how to emotionally regulate and how to heal your trauma, if you do not know how to do that, it will without doubt show in your external environment. Okay, so moving on to, oh, sorry, just a few more comments. That's why you join the hub, Shell. Yes, join the hub, join the hub. How good is the hub? Good morning, lots of new people joining. Hi, how are you doing? Just reading through some of these comments. I feel stuck in my own insecurities, especially about my looks and the fear of being hurt again. Yes, I totally understand that. Totally normal. You're so valid in those feelings nothing wrong with having that that's that's what makes you human that is what makes you unashamedly human being hurt is part of life right the buddhists would say that suffering is part of the human experience it is the human experience suffering is unavoidable we need to learn how to suffer well my friend rochelle would say suffer in honor emily it's an inevitable part of life when it becomes problematic is when we attach ourselves to that suffering and try and protect ourselves from further suffering. So what we're actually doing is building up the wall between us and connection. But connection is the thing that we're after, right? Connection is the thing, whether it be connection through experience, connection through your finances, connection through your health, connection with other people, we're all looking for connection and belonging. But while we are building up that wall of protection between us and other to protect ourselves from ever being hurt again, we're also building the wall between us and connection. And so we become the block between what it is, where it is that we are and where it is that we say that we want to be. 
And so all of those feelings that you have around your insecurities about your looks, about being hurt, of, about being scared of being hurt again, you basically have two choices. You can either continue in that narrative and you can continue having the same thoughts, the same stories, this, taking the same action, therefore manifesting the same results. You can continue there or you can choose to do something different. You can redirect your money, your energy and your time and you can go inwards and you could go, okay, you know what? Life is precious. I'm not going to spend the rest of my days in this incarnation on this planet at this particular time of opportunity and growth and expansion. I'm not going to waste that worrying about my face because you know what? There are 8 billion people on this planet. You know who else is worrying about your face? Not one other person is thinking about your face. They're not. You're the only one who is. Now, it's not as simple as thinking about your face. There is something deeper going on then there. There is a belief system, a core paradigm that is playing out right now for you, which is, I don't feel lovable, I don't feel worthy, I don't feel good enough. Change that, everything else changes. Everything, even your face will change. I promise you. Because you will begin to, you know, there's just, there's just nothing more attractive than confidence. There's nothing more attractive than when someone walks in the room and it doesn't matter the size of their nose, it doesn't matter whether their eyes are symmetrical, doesn't matter what their teeth look like, it doesn't matter what their weight is. When someone walks in the room and you can see, you can feel, you can sense that they own their worth, that is the most beautiful thing. I've seen stunningly beautiful women walk into a room, open their mouth, and instantly they become less attractive because you can see their insecurity, you can see that they don't own their presence, you can see that they don't love themselves. Now, we live in an insta-filtered world, unfortunately, which is doing all sorts of weird fucked up things to our psyche around what we should look like in order to be accepted. But it's not the truth. It's just not. It's a, it's a filtered, curated reality. It's not the truth. So you don't have to feel like that for the rest of your life. You don't have to feel insecure about your looks. You don't have to be worried about being hurt again. You can absolutely transform all of that and change your life around you just have to ask yourself am I willing am I willing to put my money where my mouth is am I willing to and if not the hub then something else and please as always you can always email me or pm me or dm me if you resonate with the stuff that I talk about but you don't resonate with me all good let me know like I have a bank of practitioners who I know love and trust who I will happily refer you on to like I live in a world of abundance there is just infinite possibility infinite money to be made infinite impact to be made i don't live in a world where i'm like oh my god no you've got to come and work with me don't work with the other coach like if you don't resonate with me all good i can happily happily send you to a coach who you may well resonate with if it's not me but my god do the work because what a waste of a life to live your entire life just feeling insecure and being scared to be hurt again so you shrink further and further inside yourself and lose more and more connection don't do that do anything but that. This is why I'm listening to this podcast right now. Awesome, amazing. This is why I joined the hub. Yep, join the hub. Join the hub. All right. Okay, so moving on to the third part of this podcast. Okay, so how? I'm feeling very stuck in my life right now. I'm 38. I'm single. I'm in a job that I like but I don't love and I feel like life is passing me by. How do we do something different from here on in? We have to take action. <laughs> There is no other way than taking action. And what I mean by that is, it's a bit like what I was saying about earlier to the 
amazing woman who just admitted her insecurity about how she looks. Like you can choose to stay there waiting and hoping that somebody with a massive guarantee plastered all over their chest that says, I will never hurt you, like will just come and make it all better, which really only happens in Disney princess 1980s fairy stories. Or you can choose to take back your power and go, okay, I am going to learn about how to unstuck myself. I am going to learn how to tap into my intuition, to tap into my internal wisdom, to tap into my own discernment so that I can start making different choices with my money, with my energy, with my time, so that I can start challenging the stories that tell me that if I don't get it right, then I'm going to be a failure. And if I'm a failure, then I'm going to be rejected. And if I'm rejected by my people, then who even am I? And I'm going to die. You need to learn how to start cultivating an attitude of certainty and confidence in self. And that only comes by taking action when you're not confident. It's a tight butt moment, that moment when you feel like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm going to shit myself. I'm so scared. I'm scared to invest in this course. I'm scared to go for the promotion. I'm scared to change careers. I'm scared to leave this relationship. I don't know what's going to happen next. That's fucking petrifying. But you know what's even more petrifying? Staying where the fuck I am. Staying in this shit job. Staying in my circle. Staying in this energy, staying in this insecurity, staying in this hatred of myself, staying in this fear of life, going round and round and round and round in circles. And it's not until the fear of where you are and staying where you are becomes bigger than the fear of change that most people will take action. It it was absolutely that way for me. It got to the point where I was like, If I try something different and I fail, that is actually better than staying where I am. Now, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to stay in your fear for that long. It just, that was the way it happened for me. And it's the way it happens for a lot of people. One of the massive catalysts for me in terms of my business growth was watching my mum die and realizing that fuck, because when your mum dies like a bit of you dies as well right it's not just that other person died like a part of me actually died the same day that she did and that was a massive wake-up call for me of like what are you doing em like you can continue to play the safe game or you can go and you can give this your absolute all because when you are on your deathbed you are going to have a time to sit back and reflect and I don't want to reflect with regret. I want to reflect and be like, yeah, I gave it a shot. Whatever happened, I gave it a shot. I gave it a go and I was brave and I learned so many lessons along the way and I met people I would never have normally met. I loved in ways that I didn't think possible. I was able to buy myself experiences which other people just weren't because they weren't willing to take this risk. They weren't willing to be judged by Julie. They weren't willing to go inwards and pick out those stories, that self-doubt. They weren't willing to love themselves enough into taking this action, and I was. That's how I want to go out from this incarnation. That's the energy I want to leave this planet with. That's the inspiration that I want to give to the next generation of women coming up. And so I think it's worth it. I think it's worth taking that tight butt moment and saying, all right, the first step is I'm going inwards. The first step is... I'm signing up to the course. I'm going to learn how to love myself enough into action. 
And I 100% promise you, and I know because I have every testimonial from every woman that has ever gone through the hub, I 100% guarantee you that it will be worth it. Whether it's the Unashamedly Human Hub or like I said, somebody else's coaching program, some other spiritual development course, like learn how to unpack the shit that you have got going on on an energetic frequency that is holding you back from taking the action to explore what else is possible for you. And I promise your life will change. So I trust that that has been useful. I don't know what time it is, actually. Probably way longer than the 15 minutes I thought that this podcast would be. Uh, Yeah, there we go. All right. So gorgeous people, I have prattled on for long enough. I'm just going to jump into that questions one last time. Oh, my goodness, it's so true. Just because you love someone doesn't make them the expert in the thing. Yes. Thanks for opening my eyes to this, Em. You are so, so welcome. Useful as always. Thank you, Em. You're welcome. Lots of love hearts coming in. Awesome. I'm so glad you guys have enjoyed this episode. As always, the door to the hub is always open. I don't use scarcity tactics in my marketing. So I um, I don't have one of those like, get in quick before the doors close because I think it's gross. The door is always open. But what I will say to you is that you can continue waiting and hoping that Prince Charming is going to come along or that perfect job is going to land in your lap, or that lottery win is going to come in, or you can take full charge of your life today. And here's the thing, that guy could come along, the career change could happen, the lottery win could happen, but until you have cleared up all of the stuff that is making you feel insecure, that's making you feel unworthy, that stuff isn't going to stick. It's not actually going to make you happy. might make you richer, but that doesn't mean you're going to be happier. So if you are ready, I am ready. The amazing community of women inside the hub are ready to welcome you and to uplift you and to love all over you and to celebrate wins and to share everything that they know with you. And thank you very much for listening. That's it for today's episode. I trust you loved it. And remember, you can join me as I record these episodes live. All of the details are in the show notes. If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it on your socials and please tag me, Unashamedly Emily. You can also share it through Spotify and if you're listening on iTunes, then please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth. So let your mates know all about this podcast. If you're interested in joining my global coaching community, the Unashamedly Human Hub, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.